He's the star of Discovery Channel's Property Wars. He's been personally involved in over 15,000 real estate transactions. Now he's here to help you win the property war. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or flipping, he's got the answer. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. That it is, that it is. Welcome to the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It is me, Spanky, in the driver's seat, because Doug doesn't have a license to drive this. <laughs> no, Doug, not yet, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. You're, we'll get you there, Doug. All right, cool. Doug's sitting across from me, Shannon to my right, and uh, later in the show, we've got Robert joining us from RLS Mortgage. And, um, you know, Doug, first and foremost, before we, uh, before we go deep into the show, I want to remind people how we can get in touch with Doug and Shannon and ask questions during the show. Phone number, 323-577-9330. 323-577-9330. Anytime you want to get social with Doug, you can. Facebook.com slash Doug Hopkins AZ. Or on Twitter, Property Doug. Property Doug, that's Property it. Property Doug. You tweet a lot. Simple, easy. You're a tweeter. Uh, you know, I, I didn't start doing it until about a year and a half ago, and because of the show, I uh, wound, up, wound up getting on Twitter, and, and yeah, I'm having fun with it. Yeah. You know, I, I've not gotten into the Shannon, do you tweet? I Not as much as I should. I yeah. feel bad for my followers because I don't tweet enough. You don't give them anything. I don't. Doug keeps me too busy. I'm like, I'm going to do a bunch of before and afters, and then I... I forget. I'm just not a Twitter guy. I'm a Facebook guy. I, I like Facebook better, too. It's just easier for me. I'm a liker on Facebook. I yeah. don't post. I just like. I'm yeah. a Facebook stalker. I, I, I bet you you have a lot of stalkers from the show, too. I, I've had some. I've had my fair share. Yeah, I've had some. And some, I don't mean stalker in a bad way. No, I mean, like, people who follow the show. You know, I have some I have some great fans out there, uh, and but there are there are a few. I've, I've had he a- He got a nice one in a bikini the other day. A what? <laughs> a really sexy bikini on her profile picture, but then her- Timeline picture was her kids, so I'm sure they're proud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she looked really good for having kids. She oh. Yeah, it was a nice. And this picture. is how we begin this week's flipping real estate radio program. Oh man, Doug, what's been going on in the uh, world of real estate this week? Oh God, gotcha. It's it's been uh, it's, it's been hot. You know, we've been selling houses left and right. It's been it's been really good. The uh, uh, we had a couple listings out in, on the west side, and they sold right away. We've we've got a bunch of uh, fix and flips that we bought that we were able to wholesale real fast. I think we sold uh, four homes uh, last week on wholesale deals. Yeah. And and by the way, uh, for anyone out there who wants uh, wholesale deals, just go to DougHopkins.com and sign up uh, sign up on the web sheet there, and you'll be able to get uh, all my wholesale deals as well. Is that what is that what comes on the Hot Properties newsletter? Yeah, we send those out once once a month, and uh, it, you can request to and, and put in a requ- request to me to to send out whatever I get, and and I'll be more than happy to do so. We usually have uh, four to five houses a week that uh, we pick up and then wholesale on the market. Now you know this show is really it's designed to serve two two audiences. It's one the consumer who's maybe looking for that new home, that upgraded home for their family. And it's also for people who are kind of in your mindset, they're fixer flipper people. What's going on in the in the real estate market here in Arizona? Where I've heard from other people, not you, obviously. I know you pretty well. Um, that man, the, the real estate market is slowing down here. It's sucking. You can't find any good deals on homes. Uh, give me give me the Doug Hopkins perspective on that. Well, you know, I, I've been hearing that since 1999 <laughs> you know uh the people that don't do it or don't want to do it or don't have the drive to do it say oh you can't find a good deal that's a bunch of bs 
There's you know, still a bunch to be found. You, you can you can find a, a deal in the best markets and obviously in the worst markets. And you know, right now is it, is it the same as it was in 2010 to find a house? Uh, are they just falling off the trees like they were back then? No, but you know, I'm still buying four, five, six a week, uh, still fixing and flipping. You know, it's not a problem. Dur- during the property wars show, I mean, you said houses were just they were falling into your lap. I mean, and the market was completely different then. I mean, but it, but was it so different? You know, it, it wasn't different in the fact that you didn't know where the market was going to go, where the bottom was. Right. And so that was the scary part, is when you were buying a house, uh, you didn't know if the next month it was going to be worth $10,000 $10, less than what you just bought it for. Right. And, and so once we could see that it kind of bounced off the bottom... Uh, you know, we went we went haywire, went went crazy, and and that's when the market really went nuts. Well, I remember back in 2011 when you helped us get our house. Um, that was one of the questions I had was, uh, are we at the bottom? Are we at the bottom yet? Because you know, the goal is to buy at the lowest possible sure. price, and and you know, buy low, sell high. That's... You, thankfully, you were able to help us get there, and and I think we hit it around the bottom of the market. But it's you know, even for someone who's looking for a home today for their family. Is it getting tougher and tougher for them to find a home because um, those properties are just getting scooped up so fast? Yeah. Well, the problem is, it, well, the, the properties aren't getting scooped up so fast. You're, you know, we're still in a, in a pretty good uh, buyer's market right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is we, we've gone up quite a bit in the last two years. So houses that you, if you were looking at houses a, a year and a half, two years ago, and the price of that house is now forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars more than it was back then, right. it's kind of a sticker shock sure. for some people. We got a call. Anytime you want to call the program, 323-577-9330. Yes, it's a Southern California number, but you got to understand, even though the show is based here in Arizona, Doug also has offices in Southern California, and um, we couldn't get a, a local 480 number. No, New, Newport Beach. In fact, I'm, I'm heading there uh, later on, and, and uh, we got some people coming in. I'm going to be uh, uh, teaching them a little, little education and, and showing them the ways of, of real estate. It'll be fun. Fantastic. I can't wait to get out of, get out of this 105-degree weather and go and be, I think uh, uh, I saw 72 degrees in Newport Beach this week. And so, uh, you can bottle it and send it back to Arizona. Oh, I, if, only, if only. If <laughs> only. 323-577-9330. Sherry, welcome to the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. How can we help you today? Um, I have a house I'm having a hard time selling. It has a good amount of equity in it. I was wondering if I'd be shooting myself in the foot by refinancing and pulling money out to make the down payment to the next house, and then just letting the first one, you know, sell on itself. Gotcha, Sherry. Um, You know, there's a two-part answer to that. Number one, if a house isn't selling, uh, the the problem is is price. Uh, You know, people try to blame this, blame that, the market. Everything will sell at a certain price. And, uh, you you know, so you may think that comps are, hey, this is comping at uh, this price it should be. Well, um, you know, the neighbor's house sold at at this price, and so my house should sell at this price. Well, what did the neighbor's house have that yours didn't? Um, You know, do you back up to anything that that would be obstructive or intrusive? Uh, I'll be uh, power lines or a major street. Uh, Something is something has changed and you're, you're overpriced in the market and that's why it's not selling now. If you want to take out money to buy another house and wait for that one to sell because you don't want to budge on your price, you can do that. The problem is the banks, um, they, have, they have things, it was called a buy and bail, where you, 
people would go and they would buy their house, uh, buy another house that they wanted to live in because their other house uh, that they were in was upside down. And um, then they would just stop making the payments on their first house. So, so that was like at the start of the mortgage crisis, right? Yes. And it went on for, for quite a quite a bit. Um, people would, would do that. And, and uh, because, you know, some people, their house they bought for five six dollars $600,000, it's only worth two hundred two twenty. They right. owe They owe $500,000. You know, they would go ahead and find another house that sure. had to come down. You know, their next door neighbor's house, which is a which is the exact same house, uh, is selling for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They'll go ahead and buy that one for two fifty, and then just let their the one for five fifty go. So, what does Sherry have to do in order to, if she wants to pull money out of this house, she can pull money out of the, money out of the house. She has to find number one a bank, which is, there's very few that will let that happen with their house currently being on the market. Mm. Uh, she would probably have to uh, get get her house off the market and uh, and and have that seasoned for at least three three months, more likely six months. So the banks are going to look at that and go, whoa, 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 because they they see this as a red flag of uh, she's going to jump on this house. Yeah, they bail. lost a lot of money doing the, you know, during the buy and bail thing, and and so uh, they're very very cautious about now, that. Now, what if she takes it off the market and just decides she wants to use it as an investment property? They're going to still look at it the same way because it, there's no guarantee she's not going to walk on that house. Yeah, it's still they're still going to go off the the days on market and, and and when they actually took it off the market. Now, how how would you go uh, advise if someone's having a hard time selling that house? What would you what would your first piece of advice be to her well i would go i would go to my realtor and 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 ask my realtor okay why is my house not selling show show me why where are we going wrong here what do i have to do to make it sell for what it needs to sell for or what price do i have to lower it to to make it go cool you're listening to the doug hopkins flipping real estate radio program when we come back the featured flip of the week plus your calls and tweet doug anytime property doug on twitter buy it sell it invest it or flip it He's the number one realtor in America, and he's right here to answer your real estate questions. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Find the right home for you and your family. It's time for this week's featured flip on the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. That it is. That it is. It's Spanky over here. Doug Hopkins across from me. Shannon to my right. And this week's featured flip brought to us by the lovely Miss Shannon. Oh, thank you so much. This one's in Mesa. A Um, nice place, huh? Yes, very nice. Place. You know, Tim and Willie used to say. That's bad, Spanky. Tim and Willie used to say years ago, it's part of the Devil's Triangle of Mesa Tempe Chandler. But, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I know. It what was a Tim and Williamism. <laughs> well, this one's on Decatur. Okay. In Mesa. Brown and Greenfield. And it's basement home again. Whoop, whoop. I know. Basement <clears throat> homes. I love it. Basement homes rock. This one's awesome, too. It's five bedrooms and three baths. Downstairs in the basement, they have two bedrooms and a living space and a full bathroom. It's very nice. They have a huge master uh, bedroom and a big master bathroom, huge master closet, plantation shutters. This one is not our flip, though. This one, we went on an appointment to try to buy this house, and this house was really nice. It just needed a few more things, like granite in the kitchen. And so we talked with the homeowners, and we told them what they needed to do to make this house pop and sell. So wait, wait, wait. Hold up a second. You didn't just buy it because that was going to certainly put more money in your pocket. You didn't just buy it and move it. You no, we, we do what, what's what, 
we asked the owners exactly what they want. Okay. And uh, what are they looking to get out of this? And they were looking to get as many dollars as they possibly can out of their house. And I don't blame them. And they didn't have, you know, their, their timetable was enough where, you know, we, we could do that. We could, we helped them out uh, as far as what they needed to do to make their house um, updated. And uh, they did it, and to their credit. And, and we listed the house. And it's, a, it's just a gorgeous house. You know, as I, as I reminisce back to the show, I wouldn't think that a professional property flipper would go, oh, wait a second, hold on a second. We don't want to take this property as a flip. Here's what you need to do. You know, that, that kind of speaks to the, uh, the part of you that I know, the educator. Gotcha. You know, you, tell me a little bit about the thought process when you walked into this house. Kind of walk me through this. Well, it's, it's through every house. Uh, you know, I, I, I sit down with the homeowner and right. I ask them, you know, what do you want? And by giving the people what they want, in turn, I get what I want. And uh, that's the way I live my life and uh, is, is to give back and, and also to help people. Uh, I'm, I'm in this to help people. Uh, yeah, do I make a good a good living at doing that? Yes, but it's only be, it's only because it's a win win situation. Uh, when I go into a when I get into a, a a deal, I'm looking at okay, how can I help these people, and then how can I help myself, and how can we intertwine those two two ideas to make it a win win situation? The reality is, in the real estate business, whether you're flipping or doing a traditional you know a traditional buy sell relationship with a realtor, which you do as well. Yes. Um, that relationship nets you not just that that customer, but future customers. I mean, I, I know from my relationship with you guys, I mean, Shannon, a friend of mine, just uh, bought a home through you. Yes, I love her. They're, and, both of them, they're awesome. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's certainly within your best interest to make sure that that client is taken care of. Um, what did you what did you advise them on with this house, and how did you help them get it up to speed? Because I, I've seen the pictures of this house. By the way, you can see the pictures too. Uh, go to DougHopkins.com, click on the radio link, and then just drop down to Featured Flip, and there you'll see this week's Featured Flip that Shannon was just talking about. Uh, so walk me through that. You got into this house, and and what needed to be updated, Shannon? The kitchen. That was it. Just yeah, they were. I mean, the house was nice. It was clean. It was nice. It was pretty much show ready. Except, Great neighborhood. Yeah, love the neighborhood. It was just you know one more thing. You know, it's we go through every every decade or so. We go through a, a change where you know some things are in, some things are out, and that sort of thing. And and uh, it's just sometimes it's it's the little things. Sometimes it's just a, a piece of granite. Sometimes it's just uh, you know changing out some fixtures. Uh, sometimes it's just a paint color. It's just uh, certain things, for whatever reason, go in and out of style, sure. and uh, you just got to keep up with the times, when, especially when, when you're selling. When we arrive at the home, we right away they just give us a tour, and then when we sit down, usually at the kitchen table, we say, "What's your plan moving forward?" So they let us know where they are, what they need out of the appointment, and then we go from there. Mm. So when, when this house, um, when you arrived there, obviously the kitchen really was the only thing that needed a refresh. How much money needed to go into this kitchen to bring it up to, uh, you know, today's standards? I would say probably they had a pretty good size uh, center island, so that was a good slab of granite. Um, their cabinetry was already nice, uh, so they just needed the granite. I, I want to say at least forty five hundred. So, what does that do for the resale value of the house? You know, we, we've talked about on the show, and and you've said over the years, both of you, that the biggest or the best place to put your money is in the kitchen and in the bathroom. Correct. So, so what does that investment in the kitchen return to them or return to the homeowner when it comes time to sell? Well, actually, I was going to touch on that with the last caller. you got to know your competition. You, your comps are there. 
But if you have 25 houses that meet your criteria in your price range, you got to compete with those houses. And if five of those houses have granite, they're move-in ready. You want to know where you stand with that house as far as you know buyers going through. Are they going to say, "I want this house because it has granite"? Okay, so this you're referring to Sherry's call where she was she was having trouble selling the house right. and was wondering if she should take money out of the house to um, to buy her next house. Right. Know your competition. Not only do you want to know your comps, what has sold, you also want to know what you're up against those active listings. Now, I've I've seen comps in my neighborhood. I, I live in Power Ranch, a pretty popular subdivision out in, Beautiful in Gilbert. Area. Yeah, yep. I love it. And I've seen some comps that are, and I'm not a real estate expert. You both know that. But I've seen some comps that are wildly, wildly out of range compared to my house. And I, and I know the house pretty well. What causes that, that crazy disparity in, in, in comps where suddenly you see this one house that's just way above everybody else? What, what, what drives that? It could be a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, it could it, does it back to a lake? Does it back to something that the, uh, the mountain views or a golf course? You know, what, there, there's certain premiums that you can put on a house for that, or even the lot size, okay. for instance. You know, you could have a, you know... A, a pie-shaped lot. A, yeah, a huge lot or a sport court or, uh, you know, something of value, a huge pool with uh you know with all privacy sorts of... no no neighbors on each side um which which that pie-shaped lot would give you it kind of gives you that that privacy in the backyard sure and then for the on the other hand on the lower lower end of it it could back up to a, a busy street like i was saying or back up to power lines or just be in horrible condition uh i've seen ones where like where they have fire damage uh so you have all different reasons for it being lower as well Okay. So in a, an investment in a kitchen. So for example, we just did our kitchen reno, um, and thankfully it turned out pretty okay. Um, but that investment in the kitchen um, nets you much more than you put into it. Yes. I, yes, definitely. So it, how do you factor that? Because I, I've, I've seen on TV shows people talking about, well, if you put you know, 5000 in the kitchen, you're going to get 15000 out. What, what do you guys see? You know, I I don't I think it's hard to put a actual number on it. Uh, is it two times your money? Is it three times your money? Uh, I I would say probably so. If you're putting in, you know, for for uh, particularly on this one on Decatur, they put in five grand. Is it worth fifteen? Absolutely. And, and so on a typical flip for you guys, you know, when you come in and you assess the damage or the amount of work that needs to be done in a house, that that investment in a kitchen for someone who is a, looking to rehab or flip. Um, that kitchen or bathroom investment is is the the most sound place to put your money. It's going to reap rewards mo- many times over. Yes, right. yes. It's going to put you above the rest of your competition. Yep. All right. When we come back, we're going to start talking money. Last week we talked about traditional mortgage lending. This week we're going to talk about something called hard money. Got a question for the program? Three two three five seven seven ninety three thirty or property dug on Twitter, over Facebook. Fifteen thousand real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me home. Need a home loan to buy that perfect place? Have special circumstances that require flexible financing? Doug's got the answers. Now, back to Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. And I was cut off because I went long. It's radio speak. I was saying on Facebook, Doug Hopkins AZ. 
And I got cut off because I was talking too long before the break. Gotcha. Doug Hopkins AZ. Yeah. And you prefer Facebook over Twitter, although you tweet like a machine. I, I do both. I always post on, on Facebook as well. And, and there's a way to, to make them go you know, simultaneously. So. Absolutely. And at the same time and together. Yeah. There you go. I like redundancy. <laughs> Anytime you have a question for the show, for Doug, 323-577-9330. Again, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Doug Hopkins AZ. And if you're... A tweeter, Twitter person. If you like to tweet, if you are one who tweets, <laughs> twitter.com slash property. Doug, uh, we do have a caller on the line, but I can't see who it is. Uh, so tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and how can we help you today? My name is Annette. I'm calling from Mesa. And I want to find out how I can really get started in this business without a lot of money. <laughs> I want to know how to do that too, Doug. Gotcha. Go uh, ahead, guru. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about it last week a little bit, uh, and, and this is actually a perfect lead into to what we, uh, what, what, who are the guests we have in here right now. But uh, I, when I started in, in the business, I had no idea what I was going to do or, or how I was going to do it. I went down to my first auction and it was uh, it was just mind-blowing. I couldn't believe uh, that the houses were selling at, at uh, what the prices they were selling at. I went up to a gentleman, as I stated last week, and, and um, asked him. He bought a house for, for $77,000 and I said I wanted to buy it. I knew it was worth about one hundred and forty. And uh, he told me he'd sell it to me for ten thousand over what he just paid for it, and so it was eighty-seven thousand dollars worth one forty. And I'm like, fine, I'll take it. I can close in thirty days. Uh, I'll have my loan officer give you a, a letter of approval and open up escrow. And he just laughed at me and said, uh, No, Doug, it's not how it works. You have to pay for it in twenty-four hours, and uh, it's eighty-seven thousand dollars cash. So that was it. I, I I was like, oh, I can't do it. And then so you went to the bank and you pulled eighty seven thousand out of your checking. Account. No, I didn't have eighty seven thousand dollars at that time. Are you crazy? So no, he, he told me, oh, listen, you got to go to a hard money lender, and and he gave me uh, his company name RLS, and and it was uh, Scott and Robert, and uh, Robert's in in here today, and and so we went there, and, and they explained to me, hey, listen, if you put down twenty percent. Uh, we can go ahead and, and do this deal for you. And I say, well, you know, you're going to need my credit. You need this. That. Like, no, no, we don't need any of that. We're just going off the house. Yeah, we see the value of it. Um, you know, we can we can loan it in five hours. I said, five hours? You, that's crazy. So, but, you know, I was never used to that dealing with the banks all my life. I was never used to anyone saying, okay, we'll give you, uh, you know, 60-something thousand dollars in five hours. I couldn't believe it. But uh, it, they did it. We wound up, I found a buyer for it, uh, and he wound up uh, uh, doing the loan, and we closed it the next day, and it was fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm lucky that that was, that was back in 1999, and, and uh, Robert and I have been working together ever since. So does it seem like it's that long ago, Robert? I mean, holy cow. <laughs> it went by really fast. Yes, 15 years. And, uh, my gosh, we've done thousands and thousands of loans together and, and, and thousands of referrals. And that they, I, I can't stress to you that there's, there's a lot of hard money lenders out out here in Arizona and uh, but there's none with the the reputation and and the the book of business that they've done which is just uh, it's mind-blowing when you look at it so Robert you use the value of the house kind of the, a collateral almost as as the basis of your loan exactly okay so so walk us through how the process works a guy like Doug comes to you obviously he was a rookie at that time had no idea what he was doing didn't have two nickels to rub together um, and, and we're going to go into that story again in a couple of weeks. I want to talk about how your, your humble beginnings in yeah. doing this, because that, that to me is one of the most amazing things. And Robert, I will get to you. I'm, I promise. <laughs> it, it amazes me that people think, oh, man, this guy just, you know, he just does this for a living and he's just this is what he does. And 
There was a time when you had nothing. Nothing. You like, had zip. To and, the point where I didn't know where what I was going to eat. You know, if I could pay rent. Uh, yeah, there was there was some there was some really lean, humble times. Yeah, so back. so I want people to realize that as you're listening to this program, Doug is just like you and me. I mean, he really is. And but he learned this over time. And and you know, he, you're such a good teacher too. And I've seen that time and time again. Um, so we're going to talk you. about talk about that more as the weeks go on. Robert, walk us through the process of of what a hard money lender does, how it works. Um, kind of give us an education on this. Okay. Well, if we take a look at Doug's scenario, buying a property at foreclosure sale and coming to us for quick money, something the bank couldn't provide you uh, in a 24-hour turnaround or less, you know, most people like Doug don't have the cash to just, or Doug did back then, have the cash to just take down a property and, uh, and, and do the rehab and the fix and the whole thing themselves and, and get it sold in a quick amount of time. So we offer, we offer a service where we can help them get the monies they need to take down the house. Yeah, I mean, basically, Robert, uh, you know, I've referred so many customers over to you, and it's great. Uh, someone will buy a house for $100,000 and, and uh, need $80,000. Uh, the house will be worth one thirty, one forty, and they'll need $80,000 uh, to put up uh, the next business day. Because, he, he, you know, it's great because not only does will, will Robert and, and his company do um, trustee sales, but they'll do short sales, they'll do REOs, uh, houses that you just find uh find out there there's they're incredible and uh if they they will always figure out a way to do it for the most part they'll always figure out a way to do it and uh you know talk about the can you talk about the rates and and how because everyone thinks oh hard money lending is the rates are so high and they sound a lot worse than they are yeah if you take if you take a hundred thousand dollar loan and our rate at eighteen percent, your payment's going to be fifteen hundred dollars a month. That's an interest-only payment. Yeah, when because I remember when I first heard eighteen percent, I was like, oh my gosh, that you know, what's the payment on that? And then you, you break it down a hundred thousand dollars, it's only fifteen hundred dollars a month. And uh, you know, when you, when you break it down that way, okay, if you have an opportunity to buy a house that has forty or fifty thousand dollars equity in it, and the only way you could buy it is if you uh, you know put down a, a little, and you only have a little bit amount of cash to to put down. It's a great way to to get uh, to get into the business. So that's exactly how I got started into the business. Uh, Robert's helped me out tremendously, and, and his company uh, RLS uh, Mortgage is is just fantastic. And Spanky, what, you know, if, if for the people out there that are interested in hard money and looking to get hard money, uh, how could they get a hold of Robert? So uh, Robert, it is rlsmortgage.com. Great place to start. There you can find phone numbers, contact information. But that leads me with a question that, as I'm listening to you guys. If you do take a hard money loan, and let's say you're doing it for an investment or a flip property, um, is the clock ticking? Or do you look at it as, hey, this is a good thing. I've got money that I wouldn't have otherwise had. But is the clock ticking on that loan, and you just kind of you know, sweat it and bite your fingernails and hope that the property sells? Or, or is it just, you know, hey, listen, you got to put on your big boy pants if you're going to get into the investment game? You know, usually you got to buy the pro- the property right, you know, in order to to afford hard money. So, um, you know, again, a hundred thousand dollars only only costs you fifteen hundred bucks. Uh, you should be, if, you know, average time for me to, to from from buying it from buying it to selling it is ninety days. So, if you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar more, it costs me forty five hundred dollars plus. Uh, I think it's a nine hundred dollar fee. So, uh, you know, if I'm making uh, you know forty thousand dollars and it costs me fifty four hundred dollars, hey, that's the cost of doing business. Not only that, but with hard money, not only are you able to do one you know if you have a certain amount of money then all of a sudden you could take your one and, and do it and and do three or four at the same time and just uh you know quadruple your you know your your, your money every every three months so 
if someone and sorry about this, we're using one microphone. Robert and I are sharing a mic right now because one of our mics just uh, just croaked. And if if someone is looking for a hard money loan and they they're new to this game, Robert, are you are you able to take someone who has never done this? You know, obviously Doug hadn't done it when he first started. Are you able to take someone? Who's not familiar? Who's and and walk them through this so that they feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, very familiar with the process, and we've got people come into the office every day that are either interested in buying a foreclosure or any kind of property they can, you know, turn to make a make a profit on and want to be educated. So the best thing to do is is find find a property. Get it in contract, give us a call, and we can help you walk you through the process. And the web address is rlsmortgage.com. That's rlsmortgage.com. We're going to talk about home improvements when we come back on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. From investing to rehabbing and profiting to finding your dream home. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Just know we are not alone. Because I'm going to make this place yours. Make your home the best flippin' home on the block. Find the right contractors, and don't waste your money on the wrong repairs, upgrades, and improvements. Once again, here's Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Oh, God, Doug, don't start dancing again. Oh, love play it. it. Just play love it. it. At least two minutes. Come on. Flip, flip, flip. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you have a question for the show for Doug, 323-577-9330. If you're a social person... And Doug is versus AZ is the address or Twitter.com property Doug. Yep, yep. So if you're investing in a home. Wait, before we get to what? that, before we get to that, hey, people, if they, they watch Property Wars, yeah. they know I love to dance. I'm not very good at it, but I love to dance. No, you are not very good at it. <laughs> in fact, that chair dance that you just did was an abomination. I don't I wish, know what you're looking at. I think you got moves. Yeah, I, I got, wish we I had a, some moves. I wish we had a GoPro on you because <laughs> I man. mean, I can't look directly at him when he's dancing, <laughs> but it seems like he's doing something there. Yeah. Hey, watch it. Um, <laughs> so w- when you are flipping a home, when you're looking to maybe buy an investment or even fix up your home for sale. Um, there, there are a couple of important things you need to do. Obviously, you got to have good contractors. I learned that lesson in my rehab when we just redid our kitchen, and, and thankfully, I had great contractors because I know a guy named Doug Hopkins, <laughs> yes. and um, and your contractors were phenomenal. Thank you. And and that makes a huge difference in a property, you know, in a project rather. Because I scare them and say they better do a good job or else. They came in and they were like, <laughs> "Yes, Doug sent us." And no, this is no. my go-to answer. Doug is not going to be happy about this. <laughs> that, that usually works. <laughs> um, but but when, when you start a project, you know, you walk into a house and you've walked into some really ugly houses. Oh sure. I mean. What, talk to me about some of the ugliest houses you've seen in terms of that really need some facelifts. You know, I, I got a funny story for you. I, so, you know, I got a partner, Damon, out in, out in California, and, and he's, he goes out and does what I do, you know, here in Phoenix. Uh, I flew out there a couple months ago, and he had bought a, uh, he bought a HUD repo and, uh, in Long Beach. And I said, you know what, I, w- I want to go take a look at it. You know, I just we, we spent 270000 bucks on the house. And uh, I was like, all right. I, so I, I, I flew in. He picked me up. He goes, all right, we're going to see it right now. I said, all right, perfect. So we, we, uh, so he takes me over there. 
we get into the neighborhood and I'm like, oh, this, this doesn't look like a $278,000 neighborhood. And he's like, oh, no, it's worth a lot more than that. And I'm looking around going, where? <laughs> <laughs> we, we pull in front of this house and I remember going, oh, please let it not be this house. Please let it not be this house. And sure as heck, it was that house. And uh, I was scared for my life. I was like, are you kidding me, Damon? You bought this for 270 I thought he lost his mind. I, I completely thought he lost his mind. We walk in, and this house is just demolished. I mean, it was just demolished. It was nothing there but studs, and uh, I couldn't believe it. I was, uh, I, I, I told Damon, I said, you're cut off. You can't, you can't buy any houses anymore. <laughs> I go, you're out of your mind. He goes, trust me, Doug. I got a great contractor. He gave me a quote on this. He goes, we're going to have the whole thing done for seventy-five grand, and we're going to sell it for close to 500000 And I said, there's no way. I mean, the backyard, I swear to God, maybe five feet in the backyard. Oh, uh, no. The, no garage. Uh, so did, it, your, did your stomach just start oh, nodding up I, when I, you saw this? I thought for sure we were going to lose you know, $150,000. So it wasn't a question in my mind. Well, he picks it up and got it done for seventy-five thousand bucks. We sold it for I think over five hundred. We wanted to make it over a hundred thousand dollars on the darn house. Wow! And uh, so I said, Damon, okay, you know, have free reign. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> You're no longer I cut just, off. I just, I just don't want to see him anymore because he scared yeah, the heck out of me. <laughs> it's such, it's such a different market out in California sure. uh, than it is here in, in Phoenix. Shannon, when you've when you've walked into some houses, I mean, on the on the show, um, obviously there are times where you've walked into a home, you've never seen it, you just buy the house and you walk in and. Um, what's the scariest, ugliest house you've ever seen that needed a, a total facelift? The scariest, ugly house that the and, Dobson and I'm house. Not, and I'm not talking to one with the dead bodies in it. I'm no. not, you know, the you, Dobson wait, townhouse. You've That's never, the one. I mean, you, you've never run into a dead body house, right? Uh, no, we, we yeah. have a couple times. Yeah, oh. unfortunately, we we don't want to talk about. That no, no, no. Right. Let's not talk about <laughs> it. Moving on. Um, the ones that scare me the most. They're the ones that you walk in and you know you don't have the budget to fix everything. And you just are always scared you're going to take a loss. And you never want to go back and tell Doug, hey, I'm over budget. We have all these issues. Because what you can see on the surface is different. Once you start finding out you have roof roof issues. Roof issues are major. We can't sell a house FHA if we have roof issues. So that's the kind of stuff. It's the hidden stuff that scares me. The stuff that meets the eye, it's like, okay, I can put a price on that. But then when I pull out the, you know, hot water heater and find out it's been leaking for, you know, a year, that's the kind of stuff. That so now you've got you water out. damage to deal with and, and mold, mold issues. And, mold issues, yeah. yeah. And that's where my contractors come through. We've... We, you know, I, I've ran into every single kind of problem that you can that you can have, and, and over the years, you know, we've gone through and, and gotten the best quality contractors around to to go and help us and and get it get it worked out. And and usually, you know, it, it's to the point where it doesn't gouge us. Uh, you know, we have they're, they, my contractors that I use are great. They're, they they uh, they're great at what they do, and they also give a, a good price. So if if I'm a homeowner that that is looking to start a reno on my house, whether it's a kitchen or a bathroom remodel, or I just you know. The kids have moved out, and it's time to turn that into a theater room. How do you go about finding? I mean, I, I'm not Doug Hopkins. I don't know you. I don't know you, Shannon. How do? What's the best way to find a qualified contractor to get the job done? Where you know referrals, it's, referrals, referrals. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, and it's the same thing with me. You know, 
with when clients uh, that I've been that I've helped in the past refer mm-hmm. me out. I mean, there's there's no better compliment than you could possibly get. Uh, you know, and I have no problem. Anybody that I have on this show, I've personally used and um, you know I recommend highly. So if uh, you know if you want a list of our, my recommended um, uh, contractors, uh, feel free to come on, uh, go on to DougHopkins.com and look look them up, or or even ask me a question if they're not on there and you need something. I have no problem helping helping out and giving a good referral. And with, if you, with if that you, being said, the the busier the contractor are, you know they're good, but it's when they get busy. You just want them to be realistic with their time frames. When right. are you going to get this done? How many projects do you have going on right now? you got to know to ask the right questions, too. What should you expect in, t- in, in terms of timeline for, a, let's say, a kitchen reno? You know, you, from start to finish, what's an average kitchen reno look like? It just depends on what kind of cabinets you get. If you want some custom cabinets, you're going to wait about five or six weeks to get them put together and put in. Once you have them put in, then you got to measure for your granite. That's going to take about a week to fabricate, depending on what kind of granite you pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so a kitchen total, if you're going to do, say you're working on a house that's a $100,000 home, you're not going to put custom cabinetry in. You're going to put something that you can go in, get them just out of the warehouse, probably have them fabricated and put in for in about three days. Um, so it really just depends on how big of a demo and rehab you're going to do. See, and something I learned in doing our kitchen reno, and this is uh, honest to God's truth, I I, I really, I wish I had stopped in the middle of the project and and called and said, hey, wait a second, Um, nobody bothered to tell us that we made our island so big that we would need a custom (laughs) slab for the island. Mm -hmm. And so the island, you know, it was a puny island at first, and then we were like, oh, you know what, we could go a little bit bigger. And then we're like, well, we have all this space here. And and when we were done, the island is like 10 feet long, and every place we went to, they're like, oh, man, that's good. We don't have a slab that big. And all of a sudden we're into this custom slab called a super slab. You know, it sounds like a superhero, but but some of those slabs are like forty thousand dollars. Not ours, not ours, not ours. (laughs) We didn't go that nuts, but it it can get really expensive, and that's where we had you know budgets budgets kind of get blown out sometimes. And what do you expect in terms of budget overrides? So, if you have a budget set for a kitchen reno, what should the average consumer set aside for you know just in case funds? Just in case funds. You know, I, I want to get back to a little bit what about uh, from the last segment with Robert uh, on on these houses that uh, you're looking to get hard money. They'll also lend the uh, up to a percentage of the um, fix up costs as well and the construction costs. Oh, cool! So, which is nice. So, uh, rlsmortgage.com for yes. the people who want to do that. Yes. And um, so, again, real quick, how much money should you set aside for? Oops. Uh oh, overrides on a uh, on a reno. Ten percent of your total expenses, at least. So you're gonna slap my wrist when I tell you we went about twenty percent over. <laughs> <laughs> it was my wife's fault. Oh, it always is. It was the oversized slab. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week, you guys. Great show. Uh, we will catch you next week. Anytime you have a question, you can call even when we're off the air. Three two three five seven seven nine three three zero. Facebook Doug Hopkins AZ or on Twitter Property Doug. We'll Happy catch invest. you next. We'll catch you next week. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program.